What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are watching, you are listening to Complex Sneakers Podcast. I'm with my man, Mr. Matt Welty. Just the three of us. Again, we're back, home game, and Mr. Brendan Dunn. Welty, I'm, we were talking about samples a little bit earlier before this conversation. I'm worried we can't clear that sample that you just... Are we going to get a YouTube content <laughs> strike? <laughs> wow, they're going to take Especially in the first 15 seconds, they yeah, might not, for wealthy. not monetize it. So yeah, we, might have to, we might have to bleep that out. How are we feeling? How's everything? It's the Tuesday after Memorial Day. How was the weekend? I want to know. Wealthy, he did the Murph. Yeah, did you to, do the Murph? I saw did. Gerald. I saw Gerald Flores did the Murph. We, we, did we you do a, it with him? We need to no, follow up he on did this it at, from he, last week. He did it in at, a, at another place. I had to scale it admittedly okay. Um, okay. okay so what's the original murph the original murph is one mile run 100 pull-ups 200 push-ups 300 air squats one that's mile run okay he and, said that's a lot before so he was and, even and done if you like really do it like boss status you do it with a 20 pound weight vest on that's a lot see i carried my niece two blocks and i thought that was my murph challenge but it's a lot but different i ended up doing one mile run 50 pull-ups 100 push-ups 150 air squats one mile run had like a little like wrist issue. As you guys remember, I like broke my arm a okay. few years yes. ago. Something's wrong with the flick of the wrist right now? Yeah. When it rains, it's like, you know, how you feel <laughs> you it a little bit. You feel it in your old bones. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I was just happy to able to like get out there and do it. So Gerald Flores. Matt Halfhill. And Matt Halfhill. So I have to ask, is the Murph Challenge the official challenge of sneaker journalism? The, the official fitness challenge of sneaker, sneaker journalism? <laughs> I think it should be the official fitness challenge of everyone. Joe, did you complete your... Because we had talked last week about us each doing a half of it. Oh, I didn't know that was serious. There's some people who DM me and were like, hey, uh, did Brendan and Joe do it with you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, wow. People are following. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, th- those people will now know, the general public will now know that, um, in fact... Did not finish, did not start. Okay? <laughs> I had a lot of pasta this weekend. That's, uh, uh, so did I. I had, I had challenge. pasta last night, bolognese. I actually showed you the picture. I didn't show you. We'll, we'll drop the picture in. It looked yeah. beautiful. I'm not, not invited to these. Uh... No, it wasn't that. No, no, we no, didn't no, have it no, together. No, yeah, we, yeah. It we was... didn't have it together, but I told him it was a good weekend. And uh, we were talking about some Italian restaurants before you came to the office. And I said, uh, yeah, mom made some nice bolognese last night. And yeah. I had like four servings of it. A1. Plenty of gravy? Plenty of gravy. The <laughs> bolognese on the side. When you have the bolognese on the side and the spicy sausage, come on. <laughs> Just remember to brown the sausage. Yes. Or fry it. Yes. Wait, you were cooking Italian food as well? No, no, no. I was, was not cooking. I was eating it. I was okay. eating it. Where'd um, you eat? Uh, I was at Bomante's oh, in, in right. Williamsburg. Um, I had some kiki spaghetti, which I, t- I don't want to keep revisiting the same dishes on here, even if I revisit them endlessly in my life as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ended up going to, once again, to a Portuguese clubhouse. But for the first time, went to Red Bull Arena oh. this season. Got into the state, got into the stadium. Can we talk about your raining? status at the stadium oh, yeah. publicly? I, I mean, sure, why not? Are you, uh, you're allowed in? I don't know, but I go in. Okay, and nobody, do you, when you go into the stadium, because you had been banned previously. Yeah, but that's like another, like, that's like an old phase of the life. Of course, of course. Turn, turn a new leaf. Absolutely. But when you go in, do you have to, are you worried at all? Or you just, you just walk right in? Yeah. And also like at a spot where like, uh, not worried about revisiting old tropes in my past. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Did, did they win? Yes, they won two to one and it rained. Right. Uh huh. Then we went back to the Portuguese clubhouse and had our own cookout with the big charcoal grill. Um, Were you working the grill? 
A little bit, yeah. Are you a good grill master? I think I'm all right. Did you have a, like a, a novelty t-shirt to go with it? No, sorry. Kiss the chef or something? No, but definitely someone, uh, a group of friends wanted me to hang out afterwards. And I'm like, dude, I smell <laughs> like, like the- kebab? Like, yeah. Well, we were cooking like sausages and whatnot, but yeah. So you, you skipped the hangout. I was at the theater this weekend. Were you? Yeah, I went what? back to a movie theater. Oh, I thought you were going to say you went to like the theater. No. No, we, we like do. Broad, our, our office is located Broadway. right next to the theater district. Yeah, we're we're right here. Um, Hamilton's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Harry Potter's a writer. Well, let me not let me not say too much. You people, basically just drop the thing. People yeah. don't need to know exactly where we are. But yeah. no, you know the funny thing is the theater is one of those experiences um, people have been waiting to get back to. But then once you go in there and you're around other people again, you're like people just don't know how to fucking act. Why? I, I don't know. Just somebody on their phone or somebody reclining too much and things like that. And you're like, this is really what I missed. <laughs> this is what I was pining for. Wait, what movie did you see? Uh, Minari. I don't know what that is. Good one? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Um, glad glad to be caught up on that. Speaking of dropping a pin, Brendan had his uh, worst fears revealed today outside of the office. What happened? You didn't see what was outside? Oh. <laughs> the, the rat? <laughs> the big rat? The yeah. rat, the rat, the rat heard about my story and came to visit us. Yeah, but that was here last the, week. Yeah, the inflatable labor rat. Uh, yeah. You, you know something's going on when there's a giant inflatable labor rat outside of your building. Um, not a great feeling, although I think they already trucked it away, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it has to do with some property issues or something like that. Uh, listen, whatever whatever the local union is looking for, I support them in it. They, they have my full support. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we <laughs> where, where, you never know where he's going to go. <laughs> what, what rat hole is this one going hey, down? Hey, there we go. Welty, can we talk about your sneakers today? Because I don't yeah, think these wow. sneakers are out yet. We're recording this on a different? Tuesday, June uh, 1st. These come out the 11th. Okay. I believe. A Thank, full 10 days. Thanks to the good Team Early. folks at Concepts. Shout out Dion and Annie mm -hmm. for the shoes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Story that should be up on complex.com by mm -hmm. the time this is out. It's a sushi shoe. Is that right? Yeah. Am I understanding it correctly? Otoro. Okay. Yeah. Are you um, a fan of eating that? I like sushi. I don't eat it as, as much. I always feel like it's like a date food, you know, where it's like I don't really go out like on my own to eat it where I'm not like, oh, it's just Tuesday. I'm going to yeah. go do it. It is but Tuesday. Do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We can have a, we can have a... <laughs> we're, we're dropping all the pins. People are yeah, going to be able gonna, to triangulate our exact location. When's the last time you wore a Gel Light 3? It it's has been a minute, been I'm a sure. Long time. Actually, you know what, Brendan? I did wear a Gel Light 3 last year. Oh, yeah. Thanks to our good friends at Sneaker Law who did yes. a collaboration. The, the folks in Malaysia, Joe. Yes. Okay. Um, but so how much have you heard about the Malaysia trip? Uh, you guys keep me in the dark with that one. I haven't seen any footage. I've only, I know as much as the There's audience. a documentary coming out. That's what I heard so, from you guys. Um, we might need you as like a talking head in there or something. Uh, yeah. Definitely. But it, it, does, <laughs> definitely. it does feel good that there is a good pair of Gel Light 3s out and about again. So Yeah, Gel Light 3's been quiet lately. Is the sneaker game better when the Gel Light 3 <laughs> is back a little bit? I mean, I think so because I think it adds more diversity to it when you see the stuff that Asics is doing. Really, like it's not like it's not like the dunk coming back, but there was no. definitely a moment when Gel Light Threes were very popular. Yeah. There was a moment where you went into Foot Locker and there was ten Gel Light Threes. That I was love one that. Of, yes. A lot of good inline yeah. colorways. I still have random Gel Light Threes that I bought back then. You know, obviously the collabs were a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Fi yep. and, and and other people doing special versions of the sneaker. But also, I thought the inline offerings were quite good. I remember one of my favorites from that time, and I can't remember if we've discussed it on here before. Well, do you know the pair I'm talking about? The Caviar Asics Gel Light 3. Yes. The black and red pair. 
um, that, that was really hard to find in the U.S. for a second. And if anybody remembers when you bought them, they actually smelled like fish for some reason, some weird production okay. issue. Yeah, I remember I bought those the original time, and then I think Ronnie did get an extra run of them uh, maybe a year and a half later and brought them out with the rope laces. So I think I still have both. And your blue and gray pair that you love buying. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> Wait, what is that? His most regrettable purchase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it Gel Like 3? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was forget. a really random one. Uh, yeah, the A6 Days. Shout out Colin Brickley. Yes, yes <laughs> of course. I talked to him recently. Yeah. Yeah. Real OG in the game. Definitely. I, I remember there. being at a... A Life party when A Life did that like marathon ASICs pack. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they had a party. I like those shoes a lot. And they had a party in the backyard. And Colin, who was, or I don't know what his current title is, but mm -hmm. was like the boss man at mm -hmm. ASICs at the time, rolls Over up. all the like lifestyle and retro yeah. product, yep. right? Rolls up with a Concepts Canada Goose like reflective jacket on in a pair of Bape ASICs that hadn't come out, the, the green camel pair with the pink. Yeah. Soul on at the Kayanos. That's yeah. I yeah. Totally he sent those to me. But he just rolls up in that fit, and it's almost like the room stop for this guy to come in. The Kayano <laughs> is like the was the cross country shoe really? for me in high school. Like the, all the top runners trained in the Asics Gel Kayano. I had no idea that you had this Asics history. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, if only you knew somebody who knew some people at Asics. I have who a lot of Gel Kayanos. And so Colin tell Ronnie set, to set it up. Uh, Colin sends me. I know, but we need a, we need a shoe. I'm not oh, what, a shoe. what I want, what the people want, Joe. A shoe. Like you a, want a your Joe own collab. You. You guys want to oh, oh, You guys want to talk about legendary Joe LaPuma Asics moments real quick? What? No, don't. No, <laughs> what is what, it? The, yes, the we cove? can. Yes, it? the Cove. Yeah. Joe that LaPuma modeling. Not, if, you got, if you guys just. That picture exists. But that picture is not going in this episode, <laughs> we're gonna, so don't even think about it. We're just going to put it right no, here. Shout no. out, Zach. You're not um, proud of that moment? You modeling the Ronnie Feig A6 Jelly 3, the Cove? That's a piece of history. It's not that I'm not proud of it. It's just... It you would have done the fit differently looking back? I think it was jean shorts. It I, was a Goodwood beaded <laughs> necklace. I think you're, you're late. You're, and it was a bape It was a bape camo hat. You're sitting on like the, the rocks like outside of the pool. That was someone's backyard when we knew. Yeah. Your legs are like dangling. And Phil from Madbury Club was in there. Yeah. And you regret it. Oh, you know who also was it was there that day? Rudy Calderon of Yao Ming fame. Yes. Of Yao Ming getting stolen from the finish line fame. But Zach, I'm looking in the camera. You're not putting that picture in. You guys could find the picture if you want. Zach, you're not putting it in. We're definitely putting that in. Man, there were there were some fun ASICs parties back in the day. You remember the ASICs um I don't know if it was a collab or not. That Volt pair with the Gore-Tex. That remember was a, I think it was Ubik. Ubik, right. Yes, in yes. Williamsburg, right? The party was. I remember eating so many miniature hot dogs at that event. And I think oh, that was that was like the craziest ASICs party ever because they invited like all the industry people yeah, to it yeah, yeah. well it wasn't just like the sneaker media people like i remember like ronnie was there somebody told me they saw big body best going yeah. through the coat check looking yeah. in really? people's yeah. pockets what year was that <laughs> this was like 2015 wow. action oh, bronson yeah. was there first time i ever met dre croatian style was mm -hmm. at that event you know did you, was, did you guys have a long night afterward am i remembering that correctly maybe maybe, maybe sure. plead, the fifth, plead the fifth on that one <laughs> i think uh, dre was at poppy last night <laughs> <laughs> oh i think it was was it mason plumley the basketball player yeah, yeah. was there and there was like a rumor like they were like yeah he's gonna get his own a6 signature basketball shoe was he on the nets i'm not sure uh, you're the lifelong nets fan, <laughs> no. you should know <laughs> i just wanted to say that to say that my nets are playing tonight you're, you're are you going to the game um after last after last week's uh attendance are you like do you get in now i'm not sure no there's there's no information in my inbox just yet about whether or not i'll How be at the, the nets game and it was good what'd you have um 
they have the little fellow, which is a miniature Junior's cheesecake. Okay. Um, went right to dessert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's game last week. This was game two. I had some gourmet popcorn. How uh, gourmet was it? Um, <laughs> you know, three flavors mixed in. Like you salt might get it just comes with the, airport. with the salt. Yeah. <laughs> Over the popcorn. Okay. Um, a, a, sh- a shrimp roll. Oh, nice. A few, few tater tots and things like that. Yeah, it was a good time. And my Nets won. So, yes, you did. Follow up. Who do you think, who had the like performance of the night and who do you think did the fundamentals the best? For, for the, for game two? Yeah. No, the game you went to. Who do you think? Yeah, that was, um, may not have showed up in the box score, but did everything right. The fundamentals. Who, who really stood out to you? Um, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. Yeah, more than anything, those were kind of, you know, we kind of call them the big three. Got it. Yeah, so they really did their thing. It's an interesting time in New York. The Nets are ascending. progressing, ascending. ascending, and the Knicks are having a tough time. Well, I mean, man. all the Knicks fans outside of the Garden after they won one game. Um... What, it was an exciting time in the city. It was exciting to see Madison Square Garden back. You, what, you were... You were hesitant to celebrate a little bit? I mean, you won not, a game. Not a, not a Knicks fan on any level. Not a yeah, Knicks, what, no. what basketball fan are you? Uh, not really NBA guy. Celtics? Okay. Little, Did it hurt not, you when Kyrie stepped on the logo? Not that, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Um, but, no, not really just... Were you ever a Nets guy growing up? Because you're from Jersey. Uh, like I a, mean, like I, a little bit. Yeah. Like, but not, like, to me, it was just... I was ne- just never a huge, just, like, diehard basketball fan. Yeah, I can't relate because I've, of course, always been a diehard Nets fan. Exactly. And were you ever... A uh, big enough fan to wear a full Knicks uniform, or oh. <laughs> <laughs> the slow because roll. I, I, the I, slow I, roll is insane. I, I consider myself a fairly big basketball <laughs> fan. Did I ever put on a full Knicks uniform? No, but oh, oh I that actually, I've done that on multiple occasions. <laughs> Set up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of those occasions, I've been there. Whenever yes. Wealthy's in a full Knicks uniform, I'm there in the same uniform. Yeah. Wow, I didn't I didn't know we were going there. Yeah, but it's one one going. thing we glossed over that I want to bring it back to that bubbled oh. on Twitter uh, a second. You mentioned the Goodwood chains. Yes, I think uh, Andrew Barber, Fake Shore Drive, had posted something about G Shocks coming back because of Cuddy's iced out uh, yes. G Shock, and then I forget who said it, but someone was like, "Oh, you need to bring um, Goodwood chains back," and then. You know, I gotta look in the contract. I don't think it, I don't think I have a retroactive contract with that. There, so. there, there was a talk about it, and I think the the funny part was then uh, Ben Baller jumped in the mix and was like, "We don't need to bring Goodwood chains back. We need to do these uh, plastic Jesus he pieces." He was supposed to do them though. What is ben, that? Ben Baller was supposed to. So around the same time, and Ben Baller will will correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. around the same time that Kanye was wearing the Jesus pieces and the Goodwood Jesus pieces mm-hmm. were coming out. Ben Baller had plans to work with Kanye on a plastic plastic one, a more affordable a one. But they were all... It, 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 no, wasn't, no, no. it looked like really well done. They looked kind of like they were like pow chain colored. Uh, it was like a, there was like a neon yellow one, yeah. blue, red, stuff like that. But I yeah. got to say, um, that whole era is one of those ones where I never bought any of that stuff and I'm so proud to have to have never really Wait, participated. Wait, do, do you still have the... Goodwood? The Goodwood change in the tuck? I do. I have one that I wore. <laughs> Polished. I have, I have one that I wore, actually. Did you ever have to tuck your Goodwood chain? No. At like an A-Life backyard party or something? <laughs> I No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, to your last statement, though, I remember visiting Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think it was for 
Lollapalooza, a branded content event that I was doing yeah. for Complex. And it was like my first time in Chicago. I went to RSVP Gallery. Yeah. And you just said like, you're happy that you never bought any of that stuff. I definitely thought about buying the POW chain. I couldn't How afford it. How expensive were they? They were expensive. Really? I think they were expensive. And I remember. What were they made of? I think it was gold plated. Okay. But it was like those, cha- yeah, those yeah, yeah, chains yeah. and yeah. RSVP gallery. Big had them. Sean was, was big heavy Sean, on them, right? Big yeah. Sean had them. And I remember like holding it and being like, oh, should I buy it? I can't really afford it. And then I went to get like a Chicago style hot dog mm-hmm. and just thought about it the whole lunch. Like, do I need this? Do I need this? And I didn't end up buying it. But yeah, different Made era. Right what, do you, what do you like more? Uh, Chicago style hot dog or the Italian beef sandwich? Oh, tough. Got to ride with the countrymen, right? You know what's really, I don't want to admit it. I get both when I like, yeah. like when I go to Portillo's, <laughs> I get both. Do you just stuff one inside of the other no, and just but dip I it in the jus? I get both. Like style. Complex Count Chicago, yeah. I took people there. Where was I? You weren't, I don't think you ate with us. Hmm. You didn't, right? No. But no invite. I definitely got a Italian beef sandwich and I think I got a Chicago hot dog, which is, listen, and then you try to host a panel and you're a little out of it, okay? <laughs> so it's a big, it's a big meal, but back to the G-Shocks. Pigeons and Planes did, that was off the tweet, I think, that Pigeons and, okay. and Planes did. But what they forgot was the Kanye cover when he's in the shiny suit and he had the pink G-Shock. Yes. And from what I remember, Kanye wearing the pink G-Shock on the complex cover set, set it, it off, off. crazy. Mm. And it wasn't included in that, in that tweet, but I just remember. That was big on the mood board. No, it wasn't just for G-Shocks. It like right. took off right. after that. And yeah, he wore it. And then Cuddy wore a G-Shock on the first cover. Yeah. Uh, there was a collab. I forget what it was. I always it, wanted the information one. That oh, was, the information that's what it was. ones were amazing. Yeah. But the Cuddy G-Shock, I believe. Oh. The, I had the black and gold. I have the new it. one that he Stop just it. iced out. But the information one was the best one. But yes. here's like what the is funny. turquoise or purple or whatever it was. What I remember is that the color correction on the cover it was the information one, yeah. and it changed the color. So like it a looked chameleon on the wrist. Yeah, like it just looked like a, a special edition, but it was actually just like in post. You know what? I, I don't think I'm going to go back to any of that stuff. But after we had Hayes on the podcast recently, I was looking and I found the a brand new Hayes G-Shock from what is it, one 1999 or 2001, and I was quite tempted. I think it was on Grail for maybe four hundred dollars, and I was I was thinking about it for a second there. But Cuddy icing out his new bait G-Shock, Ben Baller, takes you back a little bit. Absolutely. If you wanted that, remember? The LRG, the LRG one, white and green, was another great one. Did you have it? I did have it. The real thing we need to know, Joe, did you have a dead serious hoodie? The skeleton? Yeah. No, but nope. How is that possible? I didn't. I had the crew one. And if, hopefully we could, foreshadowing, I had the crew all over print one that I think I Terry one Kennedy two. I one of those two. Terry Kennedy was in the ad. I'll find the photo. But I remember, did I ever tell the story? I was writing for Hypebeast at the time. Please. I think I was writing for Hypebeast and in Complex. Yeah. And I posted on the crew hoodies and they were this all over yeah, you full did. zip yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And you got one in the mail? I got three. You felt like a king. It was like the best package I've ever this received. This is the one that Just was like, like, it was like black and then the crew was like pink yellow. and yellow. blue. Yeah, yeah. So loud, and it was like peak all over print hoodies, mm-hmm. and and one of the like second or third all zip up hoodies. Yeah, they got sent to my parents' house, and I wore them nonstop. And I just remember thinking, you put like, all three on. It was uh, no, but I wore them like 
one day I would wear the yeah. white and pink Rotate ones and the black. Out, yeah. And I remember like going into skate shops and seeing them and being like, ah, oh, I got these for free. And they're like selling them for $150 or, or whatever it was. And I was like, I gotta say, I, that's, made it. I, gotta, I have to admit that is a huge sneaker snob moment that I fall victim to all the time of seeing somebody with a pair of shoes on and being like, yeah, but. Oh, wow. But I got those for free. Not, not Only in my head. Only in okay. my head. And I'm not saying, I'm not proud of that. I'm, I'm, be, I'm being vulnerable right now. You know what I mean? It's It like slips out when you're like, oh man, look. And you're like, yeah, those are at home. <laughs> I'm really disappointed that there's no picture lying around of Joe LaPuma with a dead serious. D- there isn't. I never had that hoodie. Ma- like, imagine that fit, like dead serious hoodie. I couldn't afford those. Good, good wood chain. No. Supreme, never... Supreme box what, what logo underneath. I'm trying to think. Maybe like Black a Cat Force. like a huff crackle like, print hat or something like that. <laughs> but you've no, I, I didn't have that many of those fits, you know? No, no. But like you know, I had like loud fits for sure. But like, it was always I always tried either the shoes were loud or mm-hmm. the hoodie was loud, but not both. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Remember, there's the, there's the picture of Kanye with the red one on, right? Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Iconic. Yeah. And the sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, that was a moment. It was a moment. But yeah, that crew hoodie. Speaking of the era, we have a giveaway this week with a shoe that was perfectly at home in that era. 2008. Now listen, you guys know this is Busy P. Busy P. Jesse Leva, last week's guest, worked on that sneaker. Absolutely. Go check that episode out if you didn't get to it this holiday weekend. Busy P. 2008. These released only at Colette. I was chasing these for so long. In the summer, I finally bit the bullet and got a pair. We are giving these away. This is a really special pair of Air Force Ones. And for this to happen in 2008, and I feel like, I'm not sure if everyone knows the history of it, but Busy P, who was connected to Ed Banger Records, these released only overseas at Colette. And I think there was like a Mr. Cartoon. Wasn't there like a Mr. Cartoon one that looked like this a little bit? In that same One World series? Because I think this was part of the One World series. Is that right? Yeah. But there was also the Lance Armstrong version of this. So maybe that's what I'm thinking about. But the shoe came in black and yellow. And I think the Mr. Cartoon was also part of that Lance Armstrong Livestrong pack. So they may have... The one with the spider webs all over it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, But this... Very special pair, such great detailing, just like the Daft Punk connection with Busy P, who managed them for a little bit, and one lucky listener, they submitted a question, Done. what was the question for this week that is going to get the special pair of sneakers? Yeah, so this is Pascal Madrigal from Chicago, Illinois, for our eBay sneaker giveaway of the week, asking, which hyped shoe you would never wear? And, and, and before... I always want to give this PSA. I always want to give this disclaimer okay. and explain to people how this actually works. So each week on the show, we're giving away crazy hype, grail level sneakers. I, I think I'm comfortable calling some of these things grails yeah. for yes. some people. Mm-hmm. How it works is if, if we select your question that you submitted and, and we ask it here on the show to, to ourselves, our co-hosts, then you will get that pair of sneakers. And how you enter is on Friday afternoons from the Complex Sneakers account. We'll tweet out a call for the question. So please give us your question submissions there. Not in the YouTube comments, not on the podcast comments and, and please make it an interesting question like what your favorite shoe is or, or your top three shoes or something like that we're never going to pick that stuff so we, we want to have interesting conversation on here so yeah. pasquale you're getting this pair of busy p air force ones and the question for us this week is which hyped shoe would you never wear 
I have one. Okay. I have one. Wealthy has. <laughs> Wealthy you has have a lot? Many, no. I'm sure. No, I mean, I'm sure and there's, it has there's to be a in lot. Your collection, right? Or not necessarily. No, no, no. no. I think just in general. Okay, so the one in my collection that I probably wouldn't wear is the Khaled 3 he gave me. Okay. It's the Another One 3s. Okay. And I hosted an event for Khaled to unveil them. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was there. And you got to meet Mark Wahlberg? I did get to meet Mark What Wahlberg. was it like? It was great. I want him on sneaker shopping. We're still trying. Mark, please. I know he's probably shooting a movie, but if you could fit us in. Ted 4. <laughs> but the in 2018, hosted an event for Khaled. I flew out to LA and... Yeah, he just unveiled the shoes, and it was the suede blue one and the leather blue one. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't leave with the shoes or anything. I didn't ask for them. And then a couple weeks later, they showed up. Unannounced? Unexpected? They showed up to this office in a gold chest. Yes. A gold chest. That's right. A big one, right? Yes. It's yes. like this Another big, right, one. Joe? Is, yes. this the, is this the chest I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah like yeah, we yeah. filmed it for Life yeah. at Complex. Yeah. And then in the middle... Opened it was a pair of Jordan a Jordan box. Opened it and it was the Khaled threes, the leather blue ones, which is a super rare pair. And I think we talk a lot about the sentimental kind of um, sneakers that we have in our collection. Mm -hmm. Again, it was 2018, so it was pretty recent. But like the event and working with Khaled over the years on some episodes and it yeah. just being a rare pair, it would have to be a very very special occasion or episode. To bring those out, why are you smiling? Because, all right, I, I love the story. Okay, but like Ooh. that's like the turning it to a positive answer. I want to hear about a hype shoe where you're like, I'll never put those fucking things on my feet. Why? Because you regret it? No, where you're like that. Not something this you own. This is Wealthy's mindset. Not oh, something wait you a minute. own. Hold on, is that how you took it? I was taking it more like Welty. Oh, I didn't. I didn't take it like he that at all. He wanted to flex real quick. Yeah. I no, no, was, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. It wasn't about that. I thought like a super hype shoe that I would that I would protect and never That's wear. That's fair. But is there something more along something the lines? Something that everyone oh. thinks is like the biggest shoe ever where you're like, I never wear those. And no disrespect to any collaborator or designer, of course. Uh, you guys go and then I'll come back. I'll, I'll think of one. Welty? Uh, this one's very simple. But I mean, it's not in your collection, too, so it can no, be anything. No, this one's uh, pretty simple. I'm, I mean, there's a lot that I could list, you know, where it's yeah. like, you know, it's no disrespect to the shoe, and I know they're big. Like, I would never wear Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s. Yeah. Not because I, okay. like, hate the shoes. I just, I'd feel weird wearing them, you know? Yeah, because you're not a Travis Scott fan. Not a huge Travis yeah. Scott fan, so hyped, and then, you know, you just feel kind of like a poser walking around in it. But one shoe that has a lot of hype or resale value on it that I don't think should, and I'll never put those oh, things boy. on my feet. Okay. <laughs> he was waiting for this. Yeah, okay. he wanted the soapbox. I'll soap never box. put these things Here on my feet. Step up on that soapbox and everyone and go out off, there who wow. puts these on their feet, who was around back in the era, you're dead wait, wrong wait, wait, for wait, doing wait, wait. this. Can we guess? Are you talking like Y3 Casas or something? What no. Are, where, where are we going with this? Is it a deeper thing? Uh, it's further back than that. Where are we going with this? It's a shoe of the era of dead serious hoodies and stuff like that. Creative recreation? I'm no. Like, no. Go. Any of the three bears, Nike SBs. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a hot take, though. No, that's a big, that's a big um, contentious going... shoe for Wealthy. Yes, it anytime, is a contentious shoe. Anytime but... he sees somebody with the three bears SBs, he's like, but those were, shoes you were, were not, really outside. Oh, People man, did not like go. those shoes when they came out. They you sat the floor. on they had they sat on shelves. Everyone else who was around back then said the same thing. Um, yeah. 
People are buying those now. Yeah, of course. And, and like it's popping up a little. You do not like that shoe. <laughs> no. And real quick, just small aside, I just want to say, because we were talking about that era, talking about Ed Banger records. I'd be remiss if we did not mention Justice as the ultimate group okay, from okay. Ed Banger, Wale. Yes. Wale Dance over Justice Dance. Great love. If you guys jet. haven't heard that song before, Please go look it up and listen to it. Justice always had the great leather jackets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say we'd be remiss not to mention, insert um, local sneaker reseller here, but maybe we're going to get through this episode no. without mentioning nope. that sneaker nope. reseller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say for me, I think one hype sneaker that I would never wear is the Yeezy 350 V2. I right now? Maybe could. Yeah, I just, I like the shoe and I appreciate where they've taken it and, and how kind of mass it is at this point. Maybe it's not even a hype sneaker that it's like much It's ubiquitous anymore. at this point, kind of. Yeah, you know, it's it's basically like a Jordan 1 for, for younger people these days. But I just, and I, I like the shoe fine, but I just wouldn't, would wear never it. wear it. Yeah, and I, I think I've had a few pairs over the years. I think I gave one to my nephew, you know, which, you know, I think have gone up quite a bit in value since then. Yeah. But that's okay. I, I hope he's enjoying them. It's almost, him. It's almost have... kind of like the iPhone of shoes. I know we were like talking about this before because like Kanye is so obsessed with that whole like Apple model mm. but it's like he's taken this one shoe and just slightly changed yeah, it like yeah. an iPhone over the time and re-released it like oh, you know is that shoe ever going away you see no the other way. thing too is like I, I feel like I could maybe wear the original Yeezy 350 because I was a little bit more into it at that time I think I had a couple pair of turtle doves that I sold mm -hmm. uh, you know I always wanted the moon rock pair but I, I, even those I, I don't know if I would ever actually wear them I have a bunch of them and I wore the turtle doves and the all black the pirate black ones yeah i don't know if i would wear them now is that your pick or have you been thinking is no, there something else that's a, like a better? I, I don't have a pick i i just you have to have you have to have a pick all right so I'll, i have to think about it then off what no to be honest i wouldn't wear the dior ones okay no? why not because it's so white it just maybe it has to do with like you not liking white the sneakers? dior ones for me and this is no disrespect it's just like you guys know shoes always grow on me yes a lot like, if I see it once or twice, I'm like, oh, I think I'm good. If I see it eight to ten times, it starts turning. It starts turning. The Supreme Dunks is a perfect example. I ended up buying them. This last pair? The last pair, the black and white, because I saw them on, like, for a month. What was that price tag like? It was it was a good amount, honestly. But it grew on me, right? Yeah. And when I first saw them, it's like, oh, I'm not going to have a chance to get these. And it's, uh, I'm not that into them. Yeah. But like the blue and white ones, the black and white ones screw on me and I ended up buying them. The Dior ones, I still look at and... Doesn't do anything for you? No, doesn't. Like didn't even, not that I would call in favors or anything, but not even like an ounce of, is there any way to figure out how to try to get them? Or like, man, these are really growing on me or, yeah. oh, even for the collection, I wish I had them. It's just not something that I think yeah. maybe the white, everyone knows that I don't wear white sneakers a lot, but it is a shoe that just, it, it, it's, I get why a lot of people and, love it and I get, it's super, super hyped. Mm -hmm. It's super rare. Just doesn't do anything for me. So that would be my pick. Okay. I also feel like that shoe um, is, you talk about like calling in favors. I feel like that shoe is like the, the great humbler of a lot of people. Yeah. Of like you can't, you yeah, can't get this. Because remember there was the whole, uh, I guess it was jokey at some point, but Robert Pattison. He had them on. Had them on early. He was early. one of the first people with yes. them, right? But Marcus Jordan was like, oh, this guy has the shoes. Where's my pair or something? <laughs> right, or right, it was right. Like, so, I don't, yeah, that yeah. Was, or he maybe, said, like, I don't even have them yet. Yeah, it was. Uh, He's Batman. 
Yeah, he is Batman. Robert Pattinson is Batman. Yeah, so that would be my pick, even though, wow, I told the whole Khaled story. You were like, oh, great. <laughs> Literally cool story, bro. Cool story. Literally cool story, bro, Nate. But oh. all right, listen. Well, we were trying to get to the real heart all of the right, conversation. So maybe okay. we have to have a pre-production meeting because I missed the whole conceit of the question. But listen. <laughs> I'm glad we got there. And I'm glad Pasquale Madrigal in Chicago is getting great busy pair. pee. Air Force Ones, and if they're not your size, we do apologize, but not that much because you can't sell them on eBay. No seller fees for sneakers over $100. Joe, you broke yours out, right? I won. Yeah. Who, I won who'd, you, who'd you get those shoes from? Oh, here we go. Well, no, we're not gonna, you guys no, know we're not gonna the shoes them. from. We're not going to mention them. We can. Nope. <laughs> okay, Welty says no. He's got to pay for that. Not this week. All right. Congrats, Pasquale. You're getting them. All right, so no guests this week. We're off a holiday weekend. We will be back with a guest next week, but we wanted to chop it up. And I think something topical in sneakers, and there's many ways that this is topical, but a couple episodes we talked about the dunks. Is there too many? Is there not enough? The fragment dunks are coming out this weekend, which... How many pairs, Joe? I'm all in on the fragment dunks. You put in a call for those already? Not yet, but I'm going to soon. Maybe after (laughs) after this podcast, but can't wait for those. And news has finally confirmed. It seems like Virgil and Nike are doing 50 dunks this summer. 50. Welty's already upset? It seems like he's upset like, about oh, it. I feel like I got Ajita or whatever. Why? Just to keep up with all the releases? <laughs> no, just hearing like about like the thought of that and just what the future's going to look like. What, too many dunks? I, and I, I told Dunn, I told Dunn that I already saw people online being like, to me, either it was the black one that leaked or the white mm-hmm. one being like, this is like the best dunk that he's done. So people... I like the black and silver one. I like the white too. and silver where it's not quite white. Maybe it's off-white. It looks a little bit like the Complex Con Air Force one. Well, it, it's funny because remember when news like kind of first broke of this? I believe it was Pirates, the leaker, mm-hmm. who had posted some of like the Fugazi photoshops about yeah, it. Yeah, mock-ups of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes those are close. Sometimes they're like a million miles like yeah. away from the epicenter. Um Virgil replies to him, I couldn't design this many bad colorways if I tried. <laughs> okay. Were they the, the colorways? I forget what they okay. exactly look like, but All right, so I love that Virgil's willing to kind of play the have game. a dialogue. Yeah, yeah with play the, the game a little bit. When these things happen. But 50 dunks this summer? Do you anyone know? Is it supposed to be this summer? Like, it's June 1st. 50 dunks. What, how is. I, I don't know enough yet. We'll know some stuff relatively soon, I think. Do you, do you know the way to get JLP sold on the 50 dunks? And Virgil just throwing this out there as a free marketing plan. You create a lookbook, right? Here we go. Where for each of every 50 of these, you have 50 cent unveil the shoes. Oh, wow. Okay. Look at... I th- that, that wouldn't... That, that wouldn't marketing hook plan was me. Okay. <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't hook you in, Joe? Listen, I love 50 cents, so... Yeah. 50x50. 50. <laughs> 50 times, that's Noah's book, 50 times 50, actually. Oh, shout out to Noah yeah, Callahan. Noah Callahan Bever. Bever. I have the program, friend to all of us, always. So let's get into the dunks, and then let's get into Off-White as yeah, a whole. It's I, I want to like talk an, about like the long history yeah, the you know, of, of Virgil and Nike. At this point, it, it, I guess it's not that long, right? The first of 10 came out in the fall of 2017, and it feels like it's been forever now. It feels it's like so it's, many sneakers since then. So I, th- there's so much to talk about. So much has happened, and it's, it's kind of changed the way collaborations work, I think, to an extent. First off, looking at the release date and it's saying 2017, I had to like double take. It feels like a decade ago. Yeah. It feels like a decade ago that those 10 shoes released. But we talked about it a lot. 
on here in the past, but those 10 releases, this monumental project and him recreating these classics, 2017, I mean, you can look back and, and I'm not, what project in the last decade has been that big? Has there been any with Nike that you guys could put? I'm sure there's some that I'd be remiss to mention, but like. Not with Nike to me, no. I don't think anything has been important on that level for Nike in terms of our sneakerhead space. I mean, obviously when you talk about signature shoes mm -hmm. or, you know, certain types of running models that were very important, but I, I don't think anything has been as important to, to, to our people as Virgil's work. Yeah, I mean, I remember like first seeing it, you know, and not being like, not casting doubt on it, but not realize, realizing how big the impact yeah. of the projects were going to be. Cause you're just yeah. like, oh, this guy just redid the Chicago one, you know, like, yeah. And even before that, there were a couple of false starts. So I don't know if you remember in 2015, there was a fake Virgil Abloh Tumblr page and some custom Air Force One popped up on there that was like a, an off-white custom and it just had like slanted black lines yeah. on it. And some sneaker blogs picked it up and, and said, this is a Virgil Abloh or an off-white Nike Air Force One. And he, he, he shut that down. That was not the case. And then November 2016, I think was a, an early look at them. I think on Brocky Marciano's Instagram, he, he showed this on foot look. And then December 2016, there was that black Air Force One low with the silver swoosh yeah. from yeah. Miami. So, mm -hmm. so it was it was a really like a slow trickle. And then when it finally came, you realize, oh, it's this big thing with 10 shoes involved. Yeah, I remember, and Brennan, you were there as well. And Joe, I don't know if you were involved. And I think we maybe have told this story um, on here before, but like when the shoes first came out we got like a email from like a nike pr person being like this, this isn't snitching it's just you know like a lot of people were involved in this like they Factual. were like they were like hey you know pick out your your favorite three from the 10 mm -hmm. and then show up at 21 mercer nike lab for at like this time and like one of the shoes will be there for you for like early purchase like to buy have, to buy to yeah, yeah, yeah to buy did it. you get them yeah but Wait, I yeah. Did I ended up getting the Prestos. I mm -hmm. think you got the. I got the Jordan ones. You got the I got Jordan the one. one. Yeah. So I got the one from that. Virgil had an event in the city. Yeah, at, at Wall Street, right? At All Wall those talks and stuff at Twenty Three Wall Street. That was such a big series. I buy the Jordan one at that thing that that yeah. Mercer that you were talking about. Virgil hits me and was like, "Hey, in the lobby of this hotel, meet." Is that you? Is that where you got the Air JLP? And I got the Air JLP, which is like, the the Jordan one is amazing. You bought the Presto. Well, I didn't know. I had asked for the Jordan one. Yeah, but here's the thing. And I, and I got big homie on that one. Oh, no, come on. You got a pair of As crazy as it sounds, I think the Presto is the best one of that 10. I, I know remember, the Jordan one. I think both of you were aligned on that that year, right? That you felt that the oh, Presto yeah. was I better loved, than the Jordan one. I love that Presto. I wore it literally until there were holes in the toe box. Why I have holes in the toe box. There was a Kith trip in Aspen. We played basketball. I had no basketball sneakers and I had to play in the Prestos. I really wanted to play. What, like, what was the stat line? Yeah, we need, like to know. <laughs> we need to know. Six what were points, the keys to that game? Six <laughs> points, four fouls, three turnovers in 12 minutes of play. And I ruined the Prestos probably. But... <laughs> Man, it was like Reggie Evans on the court. The, the Prestos, <laughs> that's my favorite one of the 10. The Jordan 1, obviously, what a moment. Him signing it. Like, say what you want about him signing the shoes. Yeah. It was like different was seating. It was, it was a so different cool. seating. Yeah. Beyonce, Drake, Spike Lee, was, Michael Jordan. It was awesome. Bella Hadid wearing him on the sneaker shopping yeah, episode. She, creased, she, she did the crease. She and like hidden, hidden still posts like the crease of the Chicago 1. But... 
You still have the Prestos? No, I actually, after <laughs> I got them, I walked right around the corner to Stadium Goods and wow. dropped them off and sold them for twelve fifty. We Whoa. appreciate your honesty. Okay. Well, Do you wanna... still have your Jordan 1s, Brendan? No. You don't? No, I've had a lot of off-white Nike projects <sighs> over the years, and I... Uh, you know, I've I've bought pairs for friends and things like that. I've resold a couple of them. Yeah, I mean. So let me ask you. But isn't that Jordan one like a moment in history? Yes. But you have no like if you uh, don't wear like or just the to be honest, just the value. To I kind of wish it. I still had that pair okay. of Jordan ones. I think it's, that was a really cool shoe. Like when I go talk shoe. to when I go talk to like the high school. I remember I went to talk to like my old high school, and mm-hmm. I definitely wore the Air JLP. It's like a really special yeah. pair for me. I feel like in maybe this is drawing it back to like putting the Presto over the Jordan One at the time, where it's like the Jordan One uh, Off White is such an iconic shoe, like the yeah. original one. Yeah. But there was also kind of it was such an obvious shoe at that time too, where it was like everyone who was a celebrity or had a ton of money, like that was the sneaker they wanted to buy to go yeah. wear in either the tunnel or at like a red carpet event or to like, for like their moment to show like they were a sneakerhead, mm-hmm. you know? So it like had like, it's kind of like the Dior, it was kind of like the uh, predecessor to the Dior one a little bit where it's like, if like kind of like real sneakerheads or like non-celebrity sneakerheads really like the shoe it kind of got i wouldn't say ruined but yeah. like it was so inaccessible to anyone who was actually in the shoes because of the celebrity factor yeah. to it like we're i mean at least it came though before and i know you're kind of an anti-jordan one guy right now and this is not character no, yeah. this, you know I, I think pretty fair but like at least it came before yes. the jordan one got so yep. uh I, I don't know Co-opted yeah. is not yeah. like the right word, but you know, yeah, ubiquitous to the point where like you, you were just seeing Jordan ones nonstop. This was before that whole wave, so I think it did occupy such a special place in that moment. And for that ten, we talk about the Presto and the Jordan one, but I feels- love the Zoom Fly from there. I mean, the Zoom I'm a Fly big was Zoom amazing. Fly guy. The oh, I guess I had those too. I didn't. I, think I like I, the Vapor Max with the I big. I bought swoosh. those on resale. Which, yeah, the Zoom Fly. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and and right away the prices weren't so crazy on a lot of them. I think I got those Zoom Flies I, for like three fifty. I did like the Air Max ninety seven out of that pack. That was one of my personal favorites. White I with the some, black swoosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know some people don't like that shoe, especially because like it yellows so much. But I. They do yellow. Yeah. I have them at the desk and they're all yellow. But you know what's cool about that? That kind of connects, and I've talked a lot about the Off-White Jordan 5 and how much I love that shoe. That kind of connects to the Off-White Jordan 5, Mm -hmm. which comes pre-yellowed, and it's this thing of retro future of it looking like it's from the past, but from the future at the same time. I I, I think there's a lot of design work that goes overlooked with things like that. Like even, you know, in in talking about the the Jordan 5, Paul Savavici worked on that shoe. He also worked on former Jordan brand designer. The, the off-white Jordan 1, and he told me that when they first made the off-white Jordan 1, that the factory in Asia that, that was making the shoes for Nike, the, the managers at the factory were confused. They didn't, they didn't understand. They were like, they gave them the shoe, and, and everybody on the Nike side and on the Jordan side was excited because they nailed it, and they were like, you want a shoe that looks like this? You want a <laughs> shoe with exposed foam and the mm. stitching to look like this? Like, they were confused at this idea, and that kind of shows you how different it was at the time or how much of a challenge it was to what a brand new Nike shoe should look like. And I think that's kind of what Virgil wanted to do. One thing that like, I always look back on that stuff or especially like the moment of the 10, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, I know Yeezy came before that, but like maybe Yeezy plus Off-White, it was like a real like demarcation line of like, we're in a new era of 
sneaker hype in like a new era of sneaker heads mm. right like that's like where it kind of like i wouldn't say crossed like a threshold but like it's a new thing now you felt yeah. like did you feel like it was just like young people or just more people in general like there was a new big it was thing so much for people more to be like into. mainstream in mass because we're like yeah. talking about it at this point we're like you know talking about gel light threes beforehand you know right. and like that there were a lot of hype gel light threes right. before and obviously not as i'm not gonna compare it to off-white or anything but like those sort of shoes existed in an era that was like pre off-white x nike and then yeah. once it like went to that point it went mass and i guess like that's the one thing i struggle with sometimes because i think virgil is really thoughtful with the shoes that he creates yeah but maybe sometimes the consumer of off-white x nike is like the least thoughtful sneaker consumer <laughs> out there okay to, to further that point i think in 2021 we talked about the Yeezy 350. Yeah. And people, you know, he said he would never wear it probably ever again. And you see it, uh, even in the Slack today, someone said you see them nonstop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, Wexler told us they wanted to make it a Roshi. Killer. Exactly. They wanted to yeah. replace the Nike Roshi run into yeah, the Wexler, shoe you see at the airport all exactly. the time. And, and here's what I would say similarly the off white, not this 10, yeah. but the way someone feels about getting a Yeezy 350 who has never had yeah. it, who's always wanted it, maybe it's not the Turtle Dove, maybe it's not the Pirate Black, but mm -hmm. it's a, a colorway, a, a recent colorway of the Yeezy 350. If you're not fully in, if you're not in sneaker media, if you're not a rabid sneaker collector, if you see the Yeezy 350 and you're like, oh, I got this colorway. It's, again, it's not the Pirate Black yeah. or the Turtle, yeah. and you have it, you think that you just got like the greatest like no, sneaker sure. of the, of the last five years. And I will say, and it might be, and it might be, but here's what I also, I would say the off white models that maybe you and I look yeah. at the 10, it's like, Oh, the, the one you always say, the one with the turf, yeah, the one with the turf shoes on it. And that like, you could have went into Kith and got them off the mm -hmm. shelf. Like I got them for a Christmas gift. Yeah. And the fact that it was an off white collab, it was uh, to me, so they a, had something special, a similar feeling as someone getting, a no. Yeezy 350. Mm -hmm. And that is some that's something like to say that these two guys came from the same camp and like the both brand names, the off-white Nike, you would have thought like it was the Presto. And it was like one of these models that came more recently. I got them like for Christmas gifts and I got them because I knew that the person would appreciate them. Just by it being off-white. Exactly. But I think that's what Whitley's saying. Like yes. you're, you're upset because exactly. like that's like the well, shortcut. Well, he's upset about it. I'm like, oh, this <laughs> no, is I'm right. not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. No, no, hold on. Yeah. It's not that. It was just... My bad. I, I, I don't no, want to characterize you like that I think every time. we can all agree that like, and maybe it's changed a little bit, but there was like maybe like 2017, 2018, maybe even early 2019, there was like very clear an era of ex-celebrity who may not be that in the sneakers goes out and buys an off-white Jordan 1 because they want to get, you know, like reposted on a Ooh. sneaker Instagram page like that. Or they or it's like an NBA player who wants to get their sneaker reposted from being in the tunnel. It was just like, just throw the off-white ones on and like everyone's going to repost you. So at, mm -hmm. at that point, like, and I've always said this, it has nothing to do with just being off-white. I just get so tired of like the obvious sneaker choice out of out of the bunch where it's like it was never like oh i found the rare thing or this is the thing i'm really into like you see pj tucker break out all these rare and awesome mm -hmm. shoes and we all kind of geek out about it and it's like even though the off-white ones are rare by actual manufactured units yeah there's nothing rare about them as trying to flex them on the internet right it's like not if you have the money, I mean, that's kind of like it, just, it, it was. It was just a sign that yeah. I have over a thousand dollars. But but here's what I like about this. I think that 
I agree. Not everybody who buys them is necessarily that interested in the motivating factors for their design, but those things in the design sure. still exist and are still there. And even, you, you know, the, the balance of them or, you know, Virgil has said, I'm not a sneakerhead. He said, quote, it's important not to be precious, you know, about these things, I, you know, and, and I think there's something about the design that's very balanced, again, like the Off-White Jordan 5, where it is precious yeah. to an extent in that it's reverent of this iconic shoe, but it's also bold enough to make changes to them. So even, like I said, that first black Air Force One Off-White, it was a, a pair from, I think, December 2016 with the silver swoosh. Yeah. That shoe was made at Nike by Matt Kilgore, Bruce Kilgore, the original Air Force oh, One yeah. designer's mm -hmm. son. Like oh, there's, crazy. there's there's all this history that is still in the shoe, even though they're doing crazy things to them and, and tearing them apart and things like that. So it's this balance of like, uh, again, reverent, but not precious. And, and Virgil, and I think his 2017 Harvard Graduate School of Design lecture, he said that one of his notes to Nike was that all, it looks like all their shoes come out of a microwave. They're so perfect. Mm. when they come out so it's like how can you balance having a new product that's perfect with something that's worn or something that's loved because again he comes from this i think if i can paraphrase you know his view on shoes of like they should be worn or they should be mm -hmm. loved and not treated as trophies you know yeah few, absolutely few random off-white sneakers that i kind of like uh from i mean how many has he done at this point <laughs> 48 maybe yeah according to our post I mean, all the colorways and things like yeah. that. I mean, you, you lose track. Few random ones that I thought like stuck out to me over the years that may not be like mm -hmm. the bigger ones. Really like those uh, Serena 97s. Love those. I remember you rate, you rated those very high. I was a little yeah. surprised those. by that. Yeah. Because yeah, it's such a random, not a, I wouldn't say it's random. When they came out, they were hype, but like it maybe gets lost a little bit in the shuffle of like I love those. the pantheon of. Yeah. Virgil of all the all the off-white Nike. Yeah, you're almost like, oh so shit, many. you totally forget. Not totally forget, mm -hmm. but like you're like, oh, he did a mm -hmm. whole Serena collection as well, because it's just a, like another accolade to his Nike resume. Yeah. But although, let's not forget that Serena did call him Virgil Abdul. <laughs> I think it was Abdullah. Abdullah yeah. Virgil yeah. Abdullah. And it like it made you think, did did Serena actually know anything about these shoes before? Does she know anything about but, it? <laughs> but that said, I thought her, the 97s that he made for her were awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I randomly like those tan and orange Air Max 90s. I like those too. I like tan those too. Tan and orange Air Max. They came out with the black and white ones. Oh, okay. That was around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the ones you're talking about. But those were good. Because it was like something. To me, I like it because it's. it almost, it's like, uh, it diverges from what you would expect an off-white sneaker to look like. Yeah, and because that's the thing. Even though I do appreciate this equation that I, I tried to break down, like the equation is very familiar at this point. So I think they have to refresh it sometimes or they have to find new ways to do it like like they did in my opinion on the off-white jordan 5 last year i think sometimes they do it and they miss like remember the mercurial yeah. zoom fly yeah. flying it that looked like a clown shoe the orange yeah. with like the polka dots yeah. on it like and, that and it, it's tough too because you know at the beginning the virgil stuff like felt so special like it was something new yeah but now it's just the most like obvious sort of looking uh it's just it's a formula well not even just the nike stuff you know it's like he has the off the actual off-white shoes he has the louis vuitton stuff he yeah. has this where his de design language is everywhere but then also every single fake sneaker out there has is kind of like recreated this sort of design speaking of of malaysia never forget yeah. all the fake off-white yeah nike's yeah. in malaysia what do we buy a pair of off-white nike air max 98s 
Yes. Oh, wow. We yeah, wanted yeah. to get a pair of fake off-white field disruptors. Yeah. What about the, <laughs> the fake Yeezys that said off-white on them or something like <laughs> yeah, that? That's what I mean. It's like yeah. Yeezy X off-white is like was the, created the new sneaker culture. And, you know, it's just become what everything's about. So maybe if you like have been into sneakers a little bit longer, maybe you're just like a, not like weary, but you just like want to see something new at this point. I, I get that, but what I would say is that the Off-White 5 was only a year ago. Yeah. Sneaker of the Year, our Sneaker of the Year book. Yeah, and I thought it was great too. Just the other thing, the one that I love, the MCA Air Force One, that was yeah. recent. These yellow Air Force Ones. ComplexCon Air Force Ones, the MoMA Air Force the Ones The MoMA Air incredible. Force One, we have that number three on our list. Yeah. To be honest, it, 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 I don't know if it's Those like, are big. If, if it's recent bias. Yeah. Those... MCA Air Force Ones in blue and the Momo ones, those are like not on a grail list for me, but that's like uh, I'm looking for them nonstop to see if the price drops. And, and, and even just like think about what he did there where these are sneakers that are released in collaboration with the museum. And, and even that just as an act is putting the sneaker as an object on a different level. And it's kind of a fulfillment of in, in the first mm-hmm. Nike press release announcing the 10, the Off-White collection, he said, quote, to me, they are on the same level as a sculpture of David or the Mona Lisa. So there, there's even some foreshadowing back then of, of what these things could become. And now Virgil's releasing these things, you know, Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago or MoMA with those Air Force Ones. I, I love those pairs. And the yellow one looks a little bit like them. They look great. And the, the yellow ones look great too. But, but his consistency to do it over and over, we all know that yeah. the, the, we all know that the sneaker consumer and the, the, sneaker listener is finicky and he has done a lot of sneakers on women's women's product yeah he's done consistency is there the women's air jordan fours which the air jordan fours i'm not even saying i forgot about the air jordan such a big shoe yeah i mean uh, those are great jordan ford that may or may not come out this year i need those the black and gray come on yeah that's like and that's the thing his consistency to do it over and over again that 2017 seems like 10 years ago but he every year he's had he's been in the conversation heavily mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. a top of the conversation. I, I don't think I was big on those fours at first because you're just like oh the it's women's a, Jordan four. Yeah, because you're just like it, it's just another you know it's another off white Jordan yeah. whatever. But I think that those ones have aged Massive pretty shoe. well. Massive shoe. I think those things are going to have such a huge imprint too on the next generation of creative people coming up because to them these off white sneakers are like to us what maybe an SB Dunk was or something yeah. like that. You think about these kind of eras of big, important sneakerhead mm-hmm, yeah. sneakers and they're the next ones. And I think Virgil, again, is like very intentional in, in that regard where if you think about, Joe, you mentioned the the Nike launch event for the 10 in the fall of 2017 at 23 Wall Street. They had all these programs and all these panels and things like that, very educational things to kind of introduce the crowd there to the people who are really pulling the strings in the sneaker industry and people who really create these things and workshops to let you make your own shoes like that. That is a big part of this vessel that he has in these sneakers. I mean, even in December, 2019, he said the ultimate idea was all the extra laces and the zip ties to go with us to go with, you know, you use those to make your other shoes like DIY off white sneakers. So again, this thing of doing it yourself and that kind of ties back to, taking a shoe and, and making it your own and exposing the foam and, and things like that. You know, he, he wanted you to be able to make these things 
on your own by just using things from from a from a hardware store. Didn't well, didn't one of your friends make their own pair of MCA Air Force Ones? Yes, my friend Larry uh, Armenian Kicks yeah. on uh, Instagram. He took a, I forget what it was, just some Foot Locker Air Force One and like spray painted it, like the MCAs. Yeah. I think he spray painted it himself and put the silver swoosh on it and like put a fake tag on it and Virgil was actually like he applauded it yeah yes. that's yes. exactly that was yes. like a moment that's, like that's when that the had happened. that's the that. assignment you know what I mean yeah. to, to be able to give people the tools to think this way or make these things I was, gonna say, the, yeah, go I was gonna say no the one of the funnier things that people discussed that first that's kind of become a footnote at this point was are you actually gonna wear the shoes with the zip tie on them the zip tie I was just gonna say <laughs> think about how recognizable the zip tie yeah. has become. Like, I remember doing sneaker shopping episodes around that time, and like, the celebrities would be like, do I do I keep it on? Do I? They would like, ask you like yes, for like, <laughs> And for everyone tips. had a different take on it, but the zip tie became such a thing. And I think it's another one of like, even if you didn't know the shoes that well, sometimes you would tell like people who may not be in the, yeah. in it be like oh wait uh, i think i saw uh, are those are shoes with the zip tie on it and there was a a friend of the program who i'm not I'm not gonna name i, I know who you're talking about already uh but he had gone to i think it was like a footlocker event or something i think it was a 21 mercer yes 21 event. mercer event and they yeah. were giving out white on white air force ones that had a zip tie on them and i don't and, know and if prestos, they were, white prestos and white air force really? and i don't know if they were and i don't know if they were like official or whatever and the person at the time didn't i don't know if they realized the importance of it but they snipped the the zip tie off of the shoe so at that point it literally just became a pair of white on white air force they, they were slightly different that. so I this never... is a this is a really like you said a very much a footnote in virgil's big body of nike work but there was this 21 mercer event or nike lab if you will the the nike store mm -hmm. downtown in soho and the shoes were like what they said white on white air force ones and i think yep. white on white prestos as well but in addition to the zip tie i think on the medial side they also had printed that text okay. that's Virgil Abloh, CEO Off-White, Nike okay. Beaverton, Oregon. So there is a little bit to distinguish them, but I do remember this person cutting the zip tie off, and that pair looks quite like a regular... <laughs> you got to tell me after. <laughs> quite like a regular was, Air Force it, One. It so. was a bunch of display shoes, though, right? I don't know if they had them on display or not, but they, they were hard to get, and I don't okay. I don't think those things popped up too often at this point. Yeah. Maybe maybe you could sell the zip tie separately or something. I, I took the zip tie off my off-white Jordan 5s. Joe, are you keeping the zip okay, tie on? Okay, so I took it off, but I keep it. I, I don't you cut keep it. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, take it off, I take it off the lace, but I don't cut it because you never know. And there was a moment too, and I remember we had a discussion about this oh in the office. <laughs> you know the discussion go. he's talking no, about? No, but I could tell when he gets excited, it's going no, yeah, to no, come back to something we disagreed on. But no, ahead, there, was, there was a moment where I remember coming to the office and uh, hearing a talk on a podcast about zip ties, about oh. the off-white zip ties, where uh, Joe Rogan had done a bit on his oh. podcast, and it was funny, and I, I was no like, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. We should post it. And you're like, it's not funny. You're like, you're the only person who thinks it's funny. Well, you tend to over exaggerate anyways, some things on podcasts. Like, anyways, the 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 the, the 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 we ended up writing a story about it. Oh. The headline was, he goes, if you, I think Joe said, if you want to write he the, found the story, if you want to write though, if he you was right, if yeah. you want to write the sequel, Joe goes, if you want to write the story, do it yourself. He was and right. And I go, okay. And I, made I didn't it. say do it yourself. I don't talk <laughs> do it yourself. Like that. Virgil Abloh. I don't. Gave yes, you the tools. Gave you the tools like to do it. To him. I'm just like, if you want to do it, just, just do it. To his credit. There we let go. Let me guess Nike. how this ends. It was the number one traffic. But the headline was Joe Rogan <laughs> thinks off-white Nike sneakers are a conspiracy to make kids dumb, which is absurd and i think the story okay, did so like a half a million views on the we website go. i remember him being like i remember the traffic report and 
I go, all right, you were right. Like, I have did, no did he, problem. Did he glow but, at all? Or but did you... time out. Me saying, oh, if you're going to do it, do it maybe, yourself. Maybe, I maybe, don't maybe, talk like that. Maybe it's just like <laughs> how I, uh, this, yes, it's, it's, it's the internal you, of how I yes, because no, process it. I probably said like, dude, that's not that funny. But like, if you're going to do it, do it yourself. I do remember the next day you being like, seeing the traffic report. And I was like, bro, you were right. You were right. That headline though, that a masterclass in headline writing. <laughs> but I remember that. You're right. All right, props to you. So so Joe Rogan's saying take the zip tie off. Well, just imagine being a parent. Joe Rogan, like, aside, just being a parent. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we got it. No, okay. I'm just imagine, like, just being, you know, a parent, you know, like, a, yeah. just a regular guy in his 50s who has, like, a 12-year-old kid or whatever who's, like, <laughs> wants these shoes. and you, But someone who never grew up, like, in the sneakers or yeah. whatever, and their yeah. kid wants the shoes with the zip ties on it. It must be, like a clear sign of like a generational gap between the two of you. Your kid wants $500 sneakers with zip ties on them. Yeah, but I've also seen a lot of people be like, I love the zip tie. Yeah, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying like, you must like, it must be viewed as like something that, you know. I'm out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. Not me, the the hypothetical father. Yeah. Which I will never be the out of touch father. But I keep bringing it up. He did, I think, 48 or so at this point. He has another 50 on the way. Up until this point though, his batting average is really good, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, I yeah. think there's like, some misses in there. There's some there definitely. There's definitely some product bad. in there where it was probably like, and I don't have the answer to this, but Nike probably wanted him to help push certain a new model. Yeah, initiatives in thing like I mean I know we had mentioned it previously. He had done a bunch of like World Cup, yeah, you know, uh, merchandise or whatever um, that didn't hit the same, but yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I just, would say overall though, like pretty solid, and yeah. the ten is aged. Yeah. Amazing. People remember so. people bawling in the hyperdunks. I think Draymond yes. Green Draymond wore them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Converse Chuck Taylor, we had Paul Middleman on this yes. podcast talking about how yes. difficult that sneaker was to do. And again, I think that understanding how hard some of these shoes were to make or what yes. they were like on a factory level or a production level shows you, you, you know, people, people want to criticize the design approach or how it's not that interesting. But the people who are actually physically producing these shoes will tell mm-hmm. you that there is a lot going on, you know, and, and even I know people are sick of things in quotes, but to me, that's such a cool interpretation of it's Nike's great. design history. You know, you think about visible technology and how big that's been for Nike, getting consumers to understand what's going on inside of a sneaker, whether it's through showing the air or, or calling a sneaker an Air Jordan, you know, Air Max sneakers where you can visibly see the air. And to me, what Virgil has done on these is an extension of that, you know, mm-hmm. literally just naming it on the shoe. So it's, I mean, Joe Rogan, no offense, but I I feel like there's a lot more going on here than just the zip ties. And one thing I would say that Virgil captured when he was doing those events, not to sound corny, but like I I could picture him on a flight designing over WhatsApp. Yeah. Like he always used to say that. Yeah. And he really did a good job of articulating that, that those busy design months and years and then, you know, going to probably Portland and overseas and things like that and like him just designing off. The WhatsApp. I just don't know how he does it all. You, yeah. Well, like, that was the, that's the thing. You efficiency. really felt that. You felt efficiency. it like those weeks. You felt those weeks and and like the 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 months of crunch time. Like he did a really good job explaining it. And like you definitely believe like oh we have to change this and we have to do this and I'm flying all over and I'm DJing mm-hmm. here and I'm de- and and that's another thing that I think may go a little unnoticed with with this yeah. first group of ten. But he was like. Because he has, Jack of all, he has all these jobs, yeah. you know. I mean, and- I mean, and I don't want to understate too. 
Obviously, these are Virgil's ideas and Virgil's creations, but also the also there's a there's, team behind it. Too. Yeah, huge yeah. teams at Nike of men and women who are spending a lot of time figuring out how to articulate these design ideas. You know, I think that's why he can maybe have like a a short period of input. You know, there's one quote he said. Most of the creative decisions were made in the first three hours, where actual design and iteration took two to three days. He said the Jordan One was done in one design session. You know what I mean? But I'm sure it took much more than that well, in terms of Nike. I think that you know, because you hear the story about the Off White One and him, you know, like tinkering with it yeah. all the way through. But I think he's also been pretty clear with his whole sort of design ethos is just just do it and move on. You right. know, where mm-hmm. it's like even though he did go back and revisit it, it's like he just has so much going on where he's like. It's probably just sit down over like a tech session or whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And then you come to an answer at the end of the session and yeah. that's the work and it's done, you know? And I think there's so much more to do too. Like yes. the, the work on each individual sneaker is done quite quickly, but the the overall arc of this thing is, is so big. You know, he was tweeting in April 2020 saying, what Nike genres yes. of sports are we forgetting? You know, you're saying, there's a blank sheet of paper in front of me. What Nike zone should I do next? So he's yeah. clearly already in that mode of like, we're not anywhere near finished or we have a lot of un, untapped territory to, to, to turn into off-white sneakers. You know what I mean? You know what would be interesting, which is the total counter to his 50, if he did one like Jordan or archival Nike a year. For like, mm. that, that would be interesting. I, I think it He's would be such- interesting, but I think the way collaborations work now and, and how they're it's more cool. mass, like it just, it's that model is outdated you know what i mean this this model that virgil has been a part of and that kanye west has been a part of is like something where they are bigger and more prolific you know what i mean right yeah that's fair that's fair and also um this like predates travis on on nike too where it's like not has like travis like replaced virgil because i think they play in two very different spaces but like what do you think the kids are like more hyped on at this point you know yeah it's tough um i mean i think the travis stuff still has a lot of newness to it especially because there aren't as many travis scott sneakers releasing as there are yeah. off-white sneakers i mean we talk a lot of times about how many travis scott shoes and how it feels like there's a new travis scott shoe yeah. every six months but mm-hmm. i i still think they pale in comparison to how frequent the nike off-white releases yeah, so i think has- because of that there's still like more luster on the travis scott ones right now and i think travis has a group of sneakers yeah. and virgil has a catalog of yeah. sneakers mm-hmm. How many of the 50 dunks are you going to try and get? I haven't seen them. I mean, I'm going to try to get the black ones for okay. sure. And Black with the silver swoosh, right? Black and silver swoosh. Yeah. I'm interested to see the rollout, what it's like. Yeah. I have two questions, though, before we go. Okay. Do you think there'll ever be one collaborator like Virgil who gets to do a whole Jordan line? So right now it would be 1 to 35. I could see it happening. I mean, th- this, this kind of changed, you know, this and... Kanye at Adidas kind of changed everything. And yes. Yeah. It, it's funny too. You know, you mentioned earlier, but this is in a way the fulfillment of what Kanye West I think wanted to do at Nike. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that Nike is a lot more. I don't want to say generous because that makes it sound like these collaborators didn't earn the opportunity, mm-hmm. but Nike is a lot more willing now to give that kind of Runway. freedom uh, to, to their collaborators. So I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone knows Virgil, long time like Kanye's like creative director mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. his title was there so i mean there's a lot of that like bleeding over into his work you know? yeah and then the next thing i would say is you get that call or that email from nike pr and they're like hey come to 21 mercer and you could pick one off-white nike shoe that you don't have tomorrow what is it oh man 
I think I would go back and repick the, the Presto. Yeah. To resell it? <laughs> no. I'm, no, to own. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess. Presto? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe the maybe the black, maybe the MoMA Air Force Ones. I, I, the MoMA Air Force One is quite high up there to me, especially because it looks just like that original Matt Kilgore design black Air Force One with the silver swoosh on it. So th oh. that, that that connection there is it's really cool. You know what? I'm looking. I'm thinking back on it, and like this is a moment of regret because we had gone to a Nike press, or I had gone to like a Nike press preview mm -hmm. in like 2018, maybe. Okay. Um, and I think you may have gone as well. Um, and they were kind of like, hey, just pick out, like, just let us know what you want and you can pick it out from the things. And they're like, and I, they're like, obviously, you don't want to be too greedy or mm -hmm. anything. And I think I had gotten the Para Air Max ones and then the undercover element uh, React 87s. Okay. And, but like the, the Serena's. 97s were there. They as were right well. there. That's your right there. And I didn't. And I, and I didn't know that was wealthy. That's is that your favorite off white sneaker? I think it's. I think it's up there. For some reason, I, I just. No I just really like that shoe. The colors are amazing. It's I, like I love the white one, but I also hate the other two 97s. Okay. The black one and then like the Menta yeah. gray one. I think those shoes never needed to be. He's always got to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love uh, it. I love can't it. Can't be I too hate positive. It. Can't be too positive. The one for me would be, there's two, but if I had to pick probably the MCA Air Force One, and if not close second, depending on the day, MoMA Air Force One for didn't, sure. Didn't MoMA Air Force One come with like special socks or something? There's, like a, there's a matching set of socks. I think it's maybe a Nike Elite sock. Stock XC, what they're going so. for right yeah. now. What do you think they're going for? Two grand? With the socks? No. <laughs> the MoMA Air Force Ones? The yeah. whole package? Those shoes are like five, like $15,000. Well, this shows, 15, you, this shows you that. This is like, you know what this is like, Joe? This is the, the last test. sale was this 1300 This is the test for like a politician. 1300 when they ask them the how much a gallon of milk is. Or... The, the, the ask for a size 13, 19 grand. 12, 9 grand. So you were right. The last sale. I think they're like, like over 10. Yeah, the last sale in my size was 1300 Who knows when that was. But so yeah. you're saying it's not happening? <laughs> not with happening. The price of, Grossly oh, it's, underestimated. It was what, the, what the price of a Brooklyn a house was or whatever <laughs> yeah, recently. Yeah, for the New York City so mayoral candidates. I know we, we've seen these sort of uh, big collections before. Pharrell did it with the Adidas Superstar mm -hmm. um, when he first came out. Even, well, speaking, this wasn't the only Gel Light 3 recently that was popular because Ronnie did that mm -hmm. sort of, a, yeah. you know, the super... Huge pack of Gel which, Light But threes. I think the shoes were pretty limited, you yeah. know, and there were a lot of colorways, not a lot of stock for each model. I mean, I could be wrong on that, yeah. but I don't know. Like, how do we envision this thing rolling out? Do, like, 50 pairs hit I sneakers no at idea. once? Like, I, No idea. I, I don't like to... I always say this. I don't like to guess because I don't like to speculate because that uh, gives me the opportunity to be, to be wrong in the future. So I'm. I have no idea. Him and I were talking about that. Too. I almost feel like in like I'm say I'm not going to say this is what it's going to be or whatever. This is you just throwing yeah, shoot, it out. Yeah, just shoot, so we know. Shooting Disclaimer. From, shooting from the hip. Okay. Because um, I remember going on that like the Kith one. Um, and when the when they released all those jelly. Yeah, and it was like when. All the shoes dropped at once. Maybe it like leveled the playing field a little bit mm. because it was like it's so much. A lot of different. How ways many released at one time? It's quite a bit. Yeah, I think it was like over thirty pairs or something like that. Yeah. But there's just so much chaos on it that it's like picking the sizes and whatnot. But obviously, Nike releases are much different. Yeah, it's gonna be we'll a fun see. time. Definitely gonna be a fun time. Something to look forward to. Probably 
going to be tough to get, but I'm interested to see like exactly what colors. That black one that leaked definitely you, have my eye on. Are you more excited for these than the previous Virgil Dunks? No, I like from well, we'll see because so everything, far, so, so far, far like the Michigan ones and the uh, that the older set, yeah, 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 those same. those seem more my speed right now, but we'll see. Who knows? In a couple months when they release or a couple, whenever they come out, we'll see how I feel. All right, so 50 dunks on the way. I think it was a good retrospect today about the off-white Nike. It's obviously not, it was a good retrospect today. Off-white Nike, obviously not going anywhere. A gang of shoes releasing this summer or this fall. We'll see. Before we go, though. Five zero. Before we go. The Complex Sneakers Podcast Dat Hats are now available online. Oh, we yeah, will put important. the link. Can I see one? In the description. Are these going to fit on my head? Yeah. Because I want on. the I want the look. Try I don't want on. people to buy them if you know. Yeah, I want the large-headed people in our audience to know whether or not this hat is going to be fits appropriate great. for them. Yeah. Let me know if it fits great on me. Uh, oh, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> uh, it looks good. You look great. <laughs> From this angle, yeah. it looks good. This has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Again, the dad hats are available now online. We will drop the link in the description, and we will see you guys next week. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jen Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. 